0: We gotta talk about this. Sports media and the culture surrounding it have become unprofessional, unnecessary, and just flat out toxic. So, welcome back to the Eccles Unlimited podcast. I am your host, Terrence Eccles. This is episode 40. Of the Echoes Unlimited podcast, so I just like to thank everyone who's taking the time to listen, subscribe, share it with other people, uh, do whatever you have to support the podcast. So I really do appreciate it. I'm gonna try to be more consistent. I know I have not been uh, releasing many videos or audio clips in the past few months. I've been busy with everything going on, uh, but as we get closer into the summer months, I'm gonna have more time on my hands. More. Uh, Capabilities to be able to get this out and do this because I actually really enjoy uh, sitting here and talking uh, to anyone who wishes to listen. So, uh, before I get in to everything I want to talk about today, I have to mention uh, the tragic passing of Dante Wright. Uh, this is a time where we need to just band together and spread more positivity. You know, everyone's so quick to look at the issues that he had in his life and the issues that anyone who has had in their life uh, who has been a victim of police brutality or hate crimes or anything like that. And people are so quick to judge and so quick to look at the situation and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but nothing. This man lost his life when he was unarmed. He lost his life when he lost his life due to something that has been called an accident and we all just need to address the topic the the topic at hand and that is the implicit bias that not a lot of white people and other non-black people have in their mind is that black people are more dangerous than than others and that's just frankly not true you know a lot of black people come from difficult circumstances difficult Lives, and we need to understand that. We need to acknowledge that, and we need to acknowledge our biases, and we need to support. Not we need to just not focus on all the negative things that he had going on in his life. Of course, everyone has their problems. Everyone has their issues, but he did not deserve to die. Uh, So, what we need to do in this time is we need to learn how to celebrate his life and support his family while we can. So, you know, take the time to look into ways to donate to the child and the mother of his child that he left behind, uh, who now has to do it on her own. And you need to, we need to look into ways to support his parents and his family members and all the people who went in, all the people who did what they can to raise him to be the best man he could be. And, you know, his life was lost, unfortunately, and tragically. Uh, but we need to we need to stop focusing on all the negative things that happen in this life uh we can't We can't always be perfect, not everyone is perfect, not everyone follows the law, not everyone follows the rules that's it's human nature to to sin and to do wrong and to do bad things but we we cannot focus on that uh when when we lose one of our own when we lose someone uh to something like this uh we cannot focus on that anyways. Uh, Before I just wanted to address that before I got into my main topic today, and that is the toxic nature of sports media. But uh, so rest in peace to the young man and and God bless his family. Before I get into the topic of the toxicity in sports media, I would like to ask that you just please, please, please subscribe. Please like the video. Please share with your friends. Please turn on post notifications. Please uh, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other place that this podcast is offered. I'd really, really, really appreciate it. So uh, let's get into the topic. So first and foremost, we all love sports. Anyone who has grown up loving sports and being passionate about sports has grown up in the age of sports media and where it's just taken off. Companies like Fox Sports, ESPN, uh, Bleacher Report, Overtime, House of Highlights, all these other sports media outlets uh, where we can get quickest and fastest access to either highlights, news, interviews, any other any other form of media uh that we can we can get access to. We we all love it. It's been a golden age in terms of players and coaches and other people involved with sports teams being able to communicate with with the fans and I think that's been great. That's that's been ama- something amazing that has come Uh, to this industry. And, and, you know, we can't take it for granted because you think about 30, 40 years ago, ESPN and other companies didn't really have the capabilities that they do today. So we are truly grateful for that. Uh, However, there is definitely uh, some negative things that have been going on that, you know, just need to get talked about. And I I think we need to address the nonsense and the... the stuff that's just unnecessary. So, you know, I have a special respect uh, for the people who are able to make it in sports media. It's such a competitive industry. It's such a difficult industry to get into. It's such a, you know, it's, it's very populated in terms of, you know, kids coming out of college, uh, people who have, it's, it's something that you can spend a lot of time working in and you have to work really hard to get to the top. And you know, we notice a lot of people at the top, the Stephen A's, the skip Baylesses of the world, and and we look at them and we we think, oh, this guy just comes on TV every every day and speak a bunch of nonsense and, and says what's on his mind and you know tries to push the narratives that he wants everyone to hear. Uh but that's not true. That's they've worked, they've grinded, they they've written newspapers, they've, you know, worked for free. Uh, especially that's something that happens a lot in this industry. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, you know, how, how much you have to work in terms to, before you get to the top level, before you get on a show on Fox, Fox Sports, before you get on a show on ESPN or something like that, before, you know, you have your own segment uh, in on a Bleacher Report uh, article or whatever, whatever it is. But out of all, out of all the amazing people who have come out of this industry and worked in this industry, I definitely look at Stephen A. Smith as being, you know, a pioneer in terms of uh, not only for aspiring sports journalists but as- aspiring African Americans. You know, he he definitely has a rags to riches story, uh, which is you know great to hear. And I think it's something that you know, if if you want to get into this this industry, if you want to get into the sports media industry definitely look at Stephen A. Smith and and what he's gone through in terms of getting to where he is today. He's not just the loud guy on ESPN uh, talking a bunch of nonsense every day. So definitely take the time to listen to him and listen to his story. But recently, uh, Stephen A. had a public confrontation uh, with Russell Westbrook and his wife, Nina Westbrook. And I, I personally just attribute it to the toxic nature uh, in sports media, and I want to get into that a little bit. So, first, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go onto social media and I'm going to look at the comments that were made. So, as you can see, for those of you who are on video, I'm on Twitter. These are screenshots from Twitter or from an Instagram story that was posted by Nina Westbrook. So, Russell Westbrook one of the best players in the NBA. He's a former MVP, all-star, the triple-double machine. I think he's had over 20 triple-doubles this season, and we're only 40, almost 50 games into the season. Uh, He's led the league in in assists one year. He's led the league in scoring one year. Uh, He's averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons before, so he is definitely someone who is not only able to contribute at a high level in the NBA, but he's able to produce at a very, very high level and and produce and contribute to winning basketball. You know, this guy's in the playoffs every single year. Uh, But what Stephen A brought up is he brought up the fact that he does not care about Westbrook having a big night. He didn't care that Westbrook had 20 rebounds and 15 assists and, and over 30 points. He didn't care. But so the first thing he did was he brought up the fact that Russell Westbrook has fallen short in the playoffs, and especially in the recent years uh, without Kevin Durant? And I see that as being—I really didn't like it when I when I saw that. I, I really didn't like the fact that, you know, he can't acknowledge the fact that Russell Westbrook had a great night. He can't acknowledge the fact that Russell Westbrook is one of the best players in the NBA. He can't uh, take the time uh, to take the time that the fact that he, Westbrook had such a historic night. He can't look at that and say, okay, now let's talk about how great he's been in the past few years. He has to automatically bring up all the negative things that have happened in the past few years for Russell Westbrook. So I didn't like that. And neither did Nina Westbrook. So Nina took to her Instagram story, and she said this. My husband and I were recently watching a UCLA game, and he recognized an announcer who also covered the team when he was playing all those years ago. Russell goes, It's unfortunate that these people have the ability to use their platform to change the way these young players' talents are perceived. Imagine being a college player trying to make it to the next level, and these people on TV have the ability to influence the public's perception of you. If they say that you're bad, the teams won't want to pick you. This guy right here used to say I wouldn't be good in the NBA. Imagine if I listened to him. So before I get into the next one, I just wanted to Look into that uh, exactly what was said by Nita Westbrook. And, and especially the fact that he said, it's unfor- especially the fact that she quoted Russell uh, when he said, It's unfortunate that these people have the ability to use their platform to change the way these players' young talents are perceived. So the fact that guys like that, like the guy at UCLA who used to talk bad about Russell Westbrook, tell him he wouldn't be any good, tell him he wasn't ready for the NBA. That may have that may have been his opinion, but Russell Westbrook—it's—it's it's not like Russell Westbrook was a bad player in the NBA, or a bad player in college basketball. You know, it's—it's it's like it's not like Russell Westbrook didn't take them to the NCAA tournament. He didn't take UCLA to the NCAA tournament with Kevin Love. You know, it, it, we can't focus. We we, we got to stop focusing on the negative things we have in life. You you can't focus on, you know maybe his flaws as a player grow at that point in his development. You can't focus on that. You got to focus on, you know, spend more time looking at, you know, okay, this part of his game can translate to the NBA. This part, this part, this part. I think that by giving these guys this platform to speak so negatively on guys, it's it's terrible. It's it, They're pushing narratives that just aren't true. Because if that guy had been right back then... When he was saying Russell Westbrook wouldn't be anything in the NBA, then he wouldn't have been every, anything in the NBA. Like, what do you, what, how does that make you look now? The, the fact that he's a multiple time All Star, he's been an All NBA player, and he's been a league MVP who's broken records, and, and now some of them look to be untouchable. But let me get right back into uh, what Nina Westbrook was saying on Instagram stories. Imagine if I listened to him. This still rings true today. Imagine if Russell let the words of Stephen A. Smith deter him from being the amazing human that he is. Imagine if Russell actually cared that Stephen A. Smith said he did not care about his accomplishments. He'd be crushed. He wouldn't be the talent that he is today And if he had listened to people like Stephen A. Smith. Tell him he was not good enough or that he could not only celebrate his accomplishments if he lived up to who they thought he should be. Ironically, Russell makes history, and Stephen A. Smith comes out of nowhere to share his non-congratulations. When he does bad, we hear about it. When he does well, we don't hear about it. Or Stephen A. Smith has to make sure that his accomplishments are diminished. Respectively, I'm not a fan of yours. All of this to say, if you are a college athlete aspiring to play at the next level, please, 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 never let anyone else place value on your talent. Work hard, be humble. My husband is the prime example of how you can defy the odds in any and every way. This brings me to. Russell is the happiest he's ever been. Not having a championship does not hurt him a lot. You don't know anything about him. If you did, you know that he is way, way, way more happier, way, way, way more than a championship. He is a champion of life a champion of his people. He doesn't care about your championship and certainly doesn't care about your opinion. He, does, he cares about his people, his community, and trying to make the world a better place. At Stephen A. Smith, she says, I don't know how many times I have to be minding my own business and randomly be subjected to you slandering my husband, who also happens to be minding his own business, being happy, and living his best life. Leave us alone already. We don't want to play anymore, although we never asked to play. Exit ride, hard pass. However you want to receive it, there you go. So looking at that quote in whole, you you, you see how strong and capable Russell Westbrook and his wife Nina are of being able to shake off certain comments made by Stephen A. Smith and other commentators. I know Colin Cowherd has been very vocal about his distaste for Russell Westbrook as a player and as a person, whatever. The people around him love him the most, and they know that. They acknowledge it. The fact that Nina Westbrook was able to step up and support her husband after being publicly slandered by one of the biggest sports personalities in all of the world, it means a lot. It shows, it shows that Russell Rustbuck really is a good, genuine person and doesn't deserve that kind of slander, especially because of the fact that he accomplished something great. Stuff like this is just disrespectful and unprofessional. It, it, it's, it's terrible to disregard the, the true accomplishments of an athlete. And the fact that people on TV do it, uh, a lot of stuff that happens on TV is replicated in real life. Now, we saw recently Cam Newton was at a 7-on-7 tournament that he hosted, that he uh, was putting on in conjunction with Under Armour, and he started to become heckled by a local fan, or not even, I wouldn't even call him a fan. Uh, It was a player participating uh, in the 7-on-7 tournament, telling him he's trash, he's a free agent, yada, yada, yada. And I think the fact that sports media hosts and sports media people can go out and, and slander these guys in such a public fashion... That can get replicated by a lot of the youth of this this world, and we see it. Ha- we've seen it happen many, many times. And what happens with these these sports media hosts and these sports media personalities is is that they push narratives, and we already see how negative and how poor uh, what pushing a narrative can do in terms of not only the well-being and health of people, uh, phys- mentally but also it physically as well, you know, cause it can result in some neg- very negative situations. Imagine if Cam Newton had felt like putting his hands on that boy that day. What that boy was saying to him was completely out of pocket, completely disrespectful. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it was grounds for uh, getting your hands put on people, but you know, I've seen people say much less uh, to someone and get, you know, and get roughed up for it. And we need to understand that you just can't, you can't say that type of stuff. You can think that. You can have your own opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But when you project your opinion, especially if it's a negative one, onto someone else with the intention of changing the opinion of someone else in a negative way and putting them in a negative light when they don't deserve it, it be, it's a toxic situation, and it should not happen. And it happens over and over and over again in this industry. And, and we see it all the time, where people try to push an agenda, and it's very dangerous. It, you, you see it all the time in politics. In these political news stations, they push an agenda so much, they find every bit of evidence that supports their agenda, and they just either disregard or try to disprove anything that doesn't support their agenda. If you look at something, and you automatically, and you, and you if you watch something in the current media climate, uh, whether it's sports media or not, political media, whatever, if you look at that, and you take it as Bible, and there's no hardcore evidence. There's no video evidence. There's no proof of the complete situation in full context. If you don't have the full context and the full evidence of the entire situation, and you base your opinion completely off of what a biased news source or a biased news station or a biased individual has to say about it, then that it's it's not you you also in your in what you're taking in have become biased and and a lot of times the bias can be negative like it it, there's a lot of negative consequences that come with having that biased opinion that you take from other people who have biased opinions and who have been given these platforms to give their opinion now if you look at the opinion and you look at it objectively And you say, okay, this is what this person thinks. This is what this person thinks. You begin to stack it up and build your own opinion and how you choose to perceive it. But that's after you do the due diligence and give the right research and put in the right efforts to understand the whole situation. See, a lot of times what what happens to sports media is things need to come out quick. You know, it's all about who can get the fastest story, who can get the fastest video, who can send the video out the fastest. You know what I mean? And it's all about who can report on something first. So they rarely take the time to get the full context and give the full story. And a lot of that leads to a lot of negative consequences with, with players being unhappy with how they're perceived, with fans being unhappy with how someone who they uh, acknowledge and, and someone who they support and you see some. If you see someone who you support who has to deal with some of the negative consequences that are happening, it can become a lot. It's it's hard to deal with and get through all of the BS. So, I mean, now let's talk a little bit about sports. You know, we see. Let's let's get back into. uh While we're talking about Cam Newton and football, let's let's continue to talk. Uh, about football and and quarterbacks and and what the media can say in terms of getting a narrative changed on someone so I've gone on record on saying this I've gone over and over on my social media pages Uh, follow my Instagram if you follow my Instagram at Terrence Eccles T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E-C-H-O-L-S on Instagram you'll see that I'm a huge Justin Fields fan I think he's the best player in the draft. I think he's going to have the best career out of any draft-eligible player this year. I wholeheartedly believe that. I watched high school film. I've seen him in college. And I've seen his pro days. I've seen both. And I think he's the best player in the draft. Now, that is my opinion. I'm not telling you to believe my opinion, but I'm giving you my opinion. I'm not telling you that you should believe me, and I'm not trying to put a negative light on anybody else. I'm not going to lift Justin Fields up by tearing down someone like Trevor Lawrence. That's not going to happen with me. That shouldn't happen. But that here's what we do every single time. It was we, in order to build someone up, we have to tear someone down. And that's, that's what happens in sports media. And that's, in, that's something that needs to stop, in my opinion, in my personal opinion. I think that's something that needs to stop. So with Justin Fields, he's been the first or second best player in the country since his high school days. Uh, he was a Heisman finalist his sophomore year, didn't play much his first year at Georgia, uh, transfers to Ohio State, and puts up a Heisman level season, leads his team all the way uh, to the number three seed in the co- or the number two seed in the college football playoff to play against Clemson. And they lost. Uh, but that was just the first game he lost as a starter in his career. He didn't lose a second game as a starter in his career until the last game of this season, his junior season, where uh he lost his Ohio State team lost to Alabama in the national championship. But this is after Justin led them to an undefeated big ten season uh, a big huge win where he threw for almost four hundred yards six touchdowns against Clemson, who had arguably the best defense in the In college football this year and you know he he had a decent showing against Alabama but at the same time it's Alabama he was banged up it's it's a tough team to go out there uh, and beat if you're not 100% and if your team's not at 100% and and that's something that Ohio State had to deal with as well this year they had a lot of issues with the coronavirus and you know I mean they still had a great year they made it all the way to the national championship game but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to try to make excuses for him. So he lost two games as a starting quarterback. He ended his career. He he beat the number one guy in this draft who has had, who I've seen almost zero. No negative, nothing negative said about this guy at all. Uh, in, in any media outlet, I've seen nothing negative said about Trevor Lawrence. I love Trevor Lawrence too. I think he's going to be amazing. But... No one has, no one has t- tore him down, no one has said anything negative about him, but Justin Fields is the one that beat him. He's the one that ended this guy's career, and yet Justin Fields has been the one that's gone under the most scrutiny. He's been given the most hate, and he's been the guy that people seem to want to pick on. And now to the point to where we see him as the number five projected quarterback in this year's upcoming draft he's he's projected to be the fifth guy picked this is a guy who's top two top three talent in all of the draft, but he's expected to be the fifth quarterback not not player the fifth quarterback picked in, in the most recent draft by these draft experts who who seem to you know they listen to the guy they evaluate the guys and then they listen to. Uh, what the teams need and what the teams are looking for and then they make their decisions on who who goes where based on that and these are mock drafts keep in mind they they're subject to change they're never 100 uh accurate because no one ex- no one knows exactly what's going on in every every nfl or any every nfl team's uh inner circle but we see a guy like Dan Orlovsky, who's employed by ESPN, a former NFL quarterback himself. He goes out on another big platform in the Pat McAfee show, and he begins to spread lies about Justin Fields. Uh, spend, he begins to spread rumors that have not been proven to be true, that have nothing to do with anything that has come out about the, the kid since he's been uh, in college. Uh, he comes out and says that he's last guy in, first guy to leave. One of those types of guys with, who does the bare minimum in terms of his work, work ethic. And we all know as athletes ourselves and as growing up in sports is that you can't be that type of guy. You know, you're going to waste your talent if you're that talented or you're never going to get to the level uh, that you need to get to if you're not that talented. So I, I find that very hard to believe. Uh, you know, based on his track record and who he is as a person and, and following Justin Fields since he was a senior in high school, I don't, I, I don't get that perception from him. So I don't know who his sources were. He didn't give a source and he did not, he, he, without any regard, he did not preface it by saying, oh, I don't know. He just comes out and says it on a big time platform with over a million people uh, who have access to that content. And, and, and that's how, you know, the toxicity of sports media begins to seep in and sort of ruin a reputation of a guy who's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing that deserves that sort of defamation and that sort of slander. And, you know, as we saw with that example, we go into what just recently happened just this past week with Shannon Sharpe and Kevin Durant. Shannon reported a false quote by Kevin Durant. And he commented on it, on their show, Undisputed on Fox Sports. And that turned into a whole whirlwind in itself where KD and Shannon began to go back and forth on Twitter. And so when Katie's going back and forth on Twitter with someone, that's a platform that he's had an issue with in the past in terms of the burner accounts and everything. And he, it's, it's starting to... And by him doing that, you know, he's playing exactly into the hand that, you know, fans who are against Kevin Durant and who don't want to see him do well. He's playing right into their hands because, oh, here he goes on Twitter again. Here he is having another outburst, whereas he was he was misquoted, first of all, or on something that he probably never even said or never even thought about saying in the first place. And people read that, and people looked at it, and I'm sure people believed it. And that's dangerous. That could be very dangerous in terms of, especially if you don't have the reputation that someone like Kevin Durant has. So I recently went to a lecture. Uh, It was with Steve Cohen. Uh, He's the SiriusXM sports guy. He's done... Many podcasts. He's done many different radios, and I asked him about this. I asked him about what. How do you feel about the toxic nature of sports media, and these personalities being able to go out and say whatever they want about an athlete, without there being any repercussions? And he told me this. He he said the moral of the story is. You just look for the truth, find the truth in everything, because the truth the truth is what's going to trump everything. It's gonna it's going to trump any opinions, it's gonna trump any narratives, cause it's the truth. It happened. There's proof. And my message to anyone who, who's taken the time to make it this far and listen to this is life is already full of too much adversity. It's it's full of too much negativity. It's full of too much hate. Let's let's start to spend time not focusing on the struggle and the adversity and the hate. And all the negative things that we can say about another person. All the negative things that a person could say about us. If we focus on the wins we have in life. If we focus on the small little positive things that each and every one of us has in our life. Then I think a lot of us would be a lot happier. I think sports media would be a lot less toxic. And I think the world would be a much better place overall. But at the end of the day, this is entertainment. So all the sports media outlets are trying to entertain and inform uh, the fans on you know different topics and, and different things that ha- happen in sports and I vow to never become that type of person. I vow to never focus on negative aspects of athletes' lives. I focus. I vow to never focus on the negative things that an athlete may do or the weaknesses of their game, I I may acknowledge it, but I will never focus on it and make it a huge deal because it isn't. A lot of the athletes that are reported on in sports media are at the top of their game in the top 5 to 10% of the athletes in the world in their sport. So, I mean, I think if we focus on a lot of the more positive things that they're able to do for not only themselves, but their teammates, their coaches, the community... And just the fans in general. I think that this industry would be a lot less toxic. We would see a lot less confrontation happening uh, between players and fans. A lot less confrontation happening between players and and media people. We'd see a lot less happening between even players and other players and players and coaches. Because they read the stuff and see the stuff too. It's not just ha- it's not just the fans seeing it, you know? Players read read the stuff too. And I started this podcast to learn and to grow and to help others learn and grow so I would not get bogged down uh, by the negative stuff that is said, by the negative stuff that is said, uh, by, you know, podcast hosts that are a lot bigger than I am, by sports media personalities who are a lot bigger than I am. We can't focus on that. We can't spend our time acknowledging the negative th- stuff that happens in life. We must learn and we must grow from it. But at the end of the day, if we spread more love, spread more positivity, then the world would be a much better place. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Echoes Unlimited Podcast. I would like to ask you please subscribe. Please like this video. Share it with your friends. Uh, like and subscribe to the audio version as well. Uh, posted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything, any place where you can get your audio-only podcast. I'd really appreciate it, and it would do, it would mean the world to me. So, thanks again for listening, watching, and I'll see you guys soon.